Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. Dog. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, The Second Gate. We are new for 2022. We're back, and what better way to kick it off than with some bullshit I found the other day. Uh, I'm Scott Gardner, and uh, happy to be reunited with Jason Sheridan. Hi, Jason. Hi, Scott. Happy New Year, and happy New Year, listeners. Omicron winter, let's go. (laughs) Let's get this shit started with what can only be described as an icy fever dream (laughs) oh it was a a blast of a christmas it was so nostalgic like we're always so nostalgic for the 90s or maybe even the 2000s like today but we're never nostalgic for uh, march 2020 and it was just great to be back indoors and scared and watching depressing tv again uh, it's such mm-hmm. a retro flashback. What do you think, Mike Carlson? I'm here. You know, before we started recording today, I was like, you know what? You probably shouldn't mention what's going on in the world. So this is an evergreen episode. But you know what? Now it's out the window. And mm-hmm. yes, what a time. What a time to be alive. Part three or four, whatever, <laughs> however you want to count what's happening. Uh, we're going through it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's fun. Yes, yeah, Scott was saying it's a fun retro vibe we've got going today. You know, the show a lot of retro stuff on the show in general. But why does it have to be ten years, twenty years? Why can't it be just maybe a year and a half or two? Mm-hmm. It's you know? we're playing retro. Remember, remember Jackbox game? We're playing Jackbox <laughs> games again. Do you remember Quiplash? <laughs> you would say funny things, and you would write diarrhea in the prompt. And then everyone would laugh. Uh, <laughs> watch alongs. Watch along. Watch a movie uh, seconds behind your friends watching the movie, which you think won't be a noticeable well, difference look, until it is very noticeable. We tried doing this. We watched, of course, Jay and Silent Bob uh, Return. What was it called? Reboot it. Reboot. The re- Jay and Silent Bob reboot. We watched it uh, all together a year and a half ago. And of course, one of the stars of that movie is featured today. In the thing we're going to be talking about. Uh, I don't think I... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. Now I got it. I he is think. a cameo in the movie. I mean, he's not one of the main I, characters. I think I showed up at the very end. Uh, and I don't remember if it was on purpose or not. But I do remember clicking into the room. It was essentially <laughs> credits and have being a little like, few. <laughs> yeah, you seemed upset <laughs> at the idea. And then I think you like, yeah, begrudgingly showed up a little later. And then, yeah, did not see any of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we tried to we tried to tell you what had happened and what was going and, on. By what the time to, you got to the first, ugh, what happened? You to, stopped the. What stopped happened to the Brody? Recap. What happened to Holden? What happened to all the characters that you remember? Uh, the, you know, the waves of COVID are kind of like 
the view of universe coming back like you think it's done we all pray that it's done and then there's a new wave of getting back whatever the main clerk is and it's will, and it's like it never it's like it never left there'll be yes there'll be some drama between brian o'halloran and kevin and then will he come back for three and he is coming back for three uh yeah so i think that is that's coming out right the clerk's three that is real mm-hmm so yeah, so there is another wave of there's another wave of COVID. There's another wave of clerks <laughs> that's happening. Uh, it's uh, right now. So we took we took for a moment classic rock talk off the table, and then we're we're happily bringing it back. I think that I honestly I think the audience should complain about Viewers Universe talk. We haven't seen enough complaints about it. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I, does the audience? I'll, I'll pose that to the audience. Uh, is this enough? A universe talk? Are you happy with the amount? Do you want more? Do you want want less? Ugh, I'm scared of the answer now. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but I look. I, Jason and I were very steeped in the universe for many years uh, when we were children. I don't know about you, Scott, but we were we were hardcore in the universe. So I'm wondering if the audience is like us. Because I do feel like if the audience is listening to us, they maybe can feel some of the things we like and know. I think I think the audience definitely is like us, as most films are now uh, operating under View of Universe <laughs> shared universe <laughs> rules. Oh, so. that's a good point. That's yeah. true. He was he was ahead of the curve uh, yeah. for sure on many things. Um, one thing that I hope that the audience enjoys is talking about weird micro things that happened on Twitter and that were kind of jokes uh, of episodes that are in the process of becoming real episodes, because that's what this is today. Um, here's what happened if you missed the the buildup to this. Um, basically, well, just really, very elementally, and I'll break, I'll, I'll break down where I found it and everything, but I ran into a clip from a, an ice show from what I've now determined is 2005, 2006, I'm not, I'm not sure the exact year, but around then, um, there was apparently some kind of Disney ice show that uh, culminates in, or in, at least includes, Mr. Incredible ripping the bars off of the Pirates of the Caribbean prison and unleashing the prisoners, and I just came across this image and it was so striking and I felt like I had to do a gif of it and I just as a joke on Twitter said hey guys would you sign off on doing an episode about this mm-hmm. um, and uh, though th- though there were some Setzer related diversions there were some Setzer bombs I admit yeah <laughs> we bought Setzer you bombed you a bit <laughs> drop Setzer bombs into the into the equation uh, ultimately we did agree to do this and, and I uh, I, part of why I thought, well, maybe we should actually do this is because the the tweet was responded to well, and I saw listeners responding, oh my God, I went to that. It was so uh, bizarre and confusing. Mm-hmm. And when I hear bizarre and confusing, I'm like, check, check. Seems yeah. like something we should do an episode about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This. I mean, this is well past my uh, regular disney on ice attendance my family my dad reminded me like oh yeah we went to a number of disney on ice shows because they were always in philadelphia um the week between christmas and new year's so you know when you're look when the kids are out of school and you're looking for something to occupy them with that was mm-hmm. a good like oh here's a good family outing i'm assuming they travel with multiple companies so they can pull that gimmick in multiple cities 
I was gonna, I, yeah, because the, all the dates that I'm seeing of when this was in L.A. are exactly in that run. Yeah, yeah maybe they try to cover that time as, as best as they can in as many places as they can. So you don't you because there's a broader thing to talk about here, I guess, which is Disney on ice shows, which we have not really discussed. So you are a, uh, a, a seasoned attendee of Disney on ice shows, or at least you were. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we would hit up the, you know, any of the Power Rangers live, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells. Uh, there was a Rugrats tour. Sesame Street they, live? Like, I, I'm sure we would have seen Sesame Street live. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, yeah. we loved it. And I think a lot of those, too, they they book shows around, like, hol- long weekends or or the holiday season. But, yeah, Disney on Ice is something we haven't really touched upon it's certainly not well documented compared to some of the other things we cover you yeah know? this would this one was tricky to find footage of and i'd imagine a 90s one would be a lot more difficult because this sh- this show was running kind of at the exact advent of youtube so there's some sporadic weird clips but still some holes i found but yeah do you remember anything specific from 90s shows or like what were they pushing is this a lion king one is this a beauty and the beast one? i don't know what the hell is going on with disney on ice yeah i i think when i would have seen it it likely would have been you know the gang the big six is that mm-hmm. what they're called the big six um uh mickey <laughs> i call them that yeah mickey <laughs> mickey Mitty. there there is an intra-company term of like the main one of like mickey right. Minnie, donald daisy goofy pluto um like kevin so, smith's who are brody uh, jay yeah, silent bob brody and Banksy, dante Holden, dante randall, randall. <laughs> movie movie uh yeah so i the them and probably little mermaid and aladdin maybe tail end of if you they had rescuers skating around you know oh mm-hmm. maybe hmm mike any experience with these i have um, i think we went to one disney on ice and I I don't remember I, I remember going to Sesame Street Live and that being like the big thing that I got excited very excited for and I remember even leaving baseball practice early to go to a Sesame Street Live once and being a little embarrassed that that was the reason so I think we lied to the coach and didn't tell him that's why we were leaving early I think we said like we had a family party or something because I was already self conscious because I was maybe like first or second grade and I was like I know I'm a little too old for this but. Uh, we went oh, to, that's an interesting uh, addition to the story. Yeah, still into Sesame Street. Yeah, and my sister was three years younger, so obviously, like right oh. in her wheelhouse. But I still wanted to see it. I still wanted yeah. to see what was happening there. Yeah, but I think yeah. we went to Disney on Ice around that time, or maybe a little later. I do remember, and maybe this is a false memory, but I do remember like friend like me in the show. Mm-hmm. So probably around that time, I don't remember being like so blown away by the show as a kid i don't remember going oh wow is that amazing we got to go every year but i think i liked it fine these kind of things often end up like fine like good enough to justify the money which i will say it seems like this stuff is never that super expensive they're like i I think they continue to price these things right well and especially if you wait till the last minute as we found out with batman live Mm-hmm. Which we didn't go together, but we all, I think, probably bought like discount tickets. Yes, yeah, we, we had the yeah. exact same experience, despite not going together. Where we got like the biggest 
plus up. We got moved like many, many rows yeah. down just because nobody was there. Which mm-hmm. seems like the case with like every once in a while footage that I found of this incredible show, it pans to the audience and there's no almost there. nobody there. So yeah. it might not indicate sections. a failure of the show. I think they might just do a ton of them accounting for like, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be uh, 25 to 30 percent full, but we'll stay there and do a bunch of them. And it's I, easy. Yeah, I think Batman Live was running two shows a day. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this before. Batman Live was like a live stunt show they did a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but I think also if you're a big ice skating fan that like I was not a big ice skating fan. My sister did some ice skating when she was little and I'd have to go to like those long like recital things where they would it would they would literally be like four hours and they had about 45 acts and you would have like I think you would have like a brochure that said how many acts there were. And I remember just like my sister was in one of them. Oh. We're sitting, <laughs> watching like eight-year-olds skate in a circle to music for like four hours, and I remember as a kid just being like, "Oh my god, how what?" So I was not a big skating fan in general, but I was obviously a big Disney fan. But it did not leave a huge impression on me in the way a Sesame Street Live did. Sure. Yeah, I one thing I kind of remember and was confirmed in this show is that the characters are constantly waving uh, at the <laughs> audience. And even to the point, I, I bring this up, like, yeah, these characters, Mickey always waves to kids, always waves to the crowd. But to the point where it's like, aren't you are supposed to be in a theatrical scene right now and you are still waving to the crowd. <laughs> like, uh, I think help, the kids... Help, help, wait, 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 help. I, th- I think the kids are good if you if you take the 90 seconds to do this dialogue, this pre-recorded dialogue exchange. I think you can take a break. And also little ice skating, like little ice skating flourishes too. Yeah. Where it's like, there's no one here. There's no one here in in the line for the ride like you know <laughs> but they're still kind of doing a little waggle or a little toe tap or something a little spin yeah a little stuff spin that doesn't yeah. help the drama though as you're saying this like you're absolutely right from a storytelling perspective but uh having a kid who waving is one of his favorite activities mm. i feel like if i took him to this he might be he might see the video you watched and his note would be not enough waving <laughs> not so enough waving they might, have, they might be a- right on with their audience and you are probably you and Aaron are probably like yeah up the waving up the waving we want him falling asleep when you're doing your bows <laughs> we want him asleep for the car ride home oh yeah absolutely yes this should he should just get to shout characters whose name he can kind of say one syllable of and this should knock him out mm-hmm. yeah that that's the other thing I think about these shows I'm, I'm sure I could find the current schedule of them uh, I feel like yeah it's two shows a day I feel like an early matinee and a late matinee (laughs) i don't think they're going uh they're doing an eight o'clock or nine o'clock set you know there's especially if there's a hockey game (laughs) if they're booking hockey games in these same arenas oh yeah or a concert later yeah maybe these might be designed to not like uh conflict with any other events that might want to use the space yeah. that might be yeah, that's true. Cover all the, the late show is 4 30 p.m <laughs> it's a noon show and 4 30 p.m so they I can saw get a time yeah. cor- a, like a camcorder stamp on one of these who knew, like who knows if that time is wrong or just misprogrammed but for sure i saw an 11 a.m pop oh up wow which might Perfect. be that's correct 
You know, I think it's a great thing about it, kind of the only other place you're going to find it is theme parks. Where else in the world can you be like sitting in a venue and watching a show before and potentially uh, having a alcoholic beverage mm. all before 11 a.m.? It's hard <laughs> well, to do anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I love I love going to the movies and I, I really love going to either the very first show of the day or the very last show of the day mm, uh, sure. uh, when you when you might have the the place to yourself that was a fun holiday outing it's like oh there's a new spider-man movie and the thrill in this one is that if you go to this one you might get sick <laughs> that hasn't happened with the previous ones the thrill of spider-man this time is he kicked off this wave <laughs> <laughs> the movie was so popular <laughs> mm. they yeah. really there fucked up any... that spell <laughs> Thank God there weren't good enough movies for all of these months to cause a spike. Yes, yeah, so during the you, Spider Man yeah. for being watchable and fun. Yeah, <laughs> we went to I, I, real quick. Lindsay and I went to a drive-through to see Spider Man. Oh, and we like, you know, through you didn't yeah. keep driving. <laughs> no, no, there was a screen on the McDonald's <laughs> drive-through, and we watched it. Uh, no, you're right. A drive-in. We went out. There's a couple drive-ins. We're like, you know what would be fun going to the drive-in to see spider-man like yeah that does sound fun because of all oh let's go see the drive-in or whatever and uh we went to the drive-in and it sucked ass it was awful mm. Mm. you couldn't see shit you which couldn't one see where'd shit. you go uh where did we go we went to the mission was it the mission tiki one? Oh, i've heard of that okay okay yeah yeah um but uh, we couldn't i haven't see done that in all this time we couldn't see anything on the screen uh, except for the very bright scenes we could hear characters we'd be like i think that's alfred molina talking and then you would look and then this is not the fault of the i mean the driver needs to upgrade their uh, uh equipment but then you would look right and i would watch some of uh soundless ghostbusters afterlife <laughs> just get a general impression of so what, i what, yeah i got some what happens visually in it um i saw um not this tom holland film but another tom holland film cherry oh in wow. a drive-in when things were still really <laughs> grim and boy that <laughs> If I was trying to escape grimness, I don't know why I went to a city of industry drive-in of cherry. Oh my god! It was all—it was like so post-apocalyptic. It had to be witnessed, and also one of those where you could like you—I, I, you know, obviously I can't see through the windows and see what's happening in the other cars, but you really feel like people are. Uh, doing anything but watching the movie oh yeah the guy in front of us kept getting out of the car and going into his trunk for some reason he was like blasting us with a light because his trunk kept opening his trunk <laughs> like, i just gotta get doing? some cords just gotta get some bungee cords like, maybe he had food back there i was like then then he left 20 minutes before the movie was over <laughs> oh yeah and it was wow. oh, oh and then our car died because <laughs> you have to keep it in accessory mode to do the radio yeah but apparently that's i th i had one in charged because it's a hybrid car i went and charged it with the the bat i was like oh this will be fine we'll, we'll go straight to just the battery but i'm an idiot who knows nothing about cars so when we were looking online later it's like do just turn the car on don't leave it in accessory mode if you turn the car on it's fine but i left it in accessory mode for a very long spider-man movie wow and uh i was like there's an employee and i'm like hey uh i'm so sorry uh i think we need to jump the he goes oh yeah okay hold on one second he gets the guy over there's just a guy walking around with a battery <laughs> oh <laughs> okay. it must happen all the time yeah i go oh i'm so sorry he goes that's eh, okay i go how many is that how many have happened he's like guys ah, like the fourth or fifth tonight <laughs> okay <laughs> 
It's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I know. I yeah, wait, well, yeah, cars aren't really, like, meant to have that mid-mode anymore. Uh, or, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know how my... It, like, I'm, like, my car... I've never done this with my car before. It was very... Yeah. yeah I was so worried about it, Diane. Well, because the old... My memory also, the last time I went to a drive-in was to see the mask, which is obviously a wow. long time ago. And I thought it was fun. My memory was it was really fun. And that yeah. was the old school way, I think, where you would... They had, the like, the box. So, you didn't have, you have your car on. You would have the box that attached to your window with the with the audio mm-hmm. so that's not why I running guess that's... through the, the, the radio station in your car i think the little right. radio station aspect is fun but uh yeah. yeah uh you yeah you think that these things are gonna be a little like lift uh, from the from the bummer but I, it yeah. maybe only reflects the bummer more <laughs> yes they really really depressed me because i i was gonna go opening night and there's it's a movie with a lot of pops as i like to you know i like to call them pops uh, a lot of pops and you could hear what well, we so instead of like a whole audience erupting when somebody would come on the screen i would hear like one person in the car over go oh yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like one person you'd be like oh this is actually sad i liked hearing that but i go, this is actually sadder it's making me sadder and then the screen you can't even see which I do think they could upgrade the projector and that might take care of that issue and it would have made it a little less depressing. But the whole night yeah. was horribly depressing. <laughs> and we I just drove home. <laughs> we just drove home sad. It's like, ah, oh, God. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was going to be fun. Uh, we were almost there. We were almost because you there was a there was that dinner planned that was at Buca de Beppo at City Walk, and you were like, I can't go because I got to go see Spider Man. Exactly. You had conflicting City Walk plans, which re- made me say more than I anything. Know. We're back. We're back. Yeah. It happened. It's over. And then this thing snuck back. It ruined all the City Walk plans. All the City Walk plans. I know. So yes, uh, that got altered. I that was going to be the glorious return to City Walk's movie. Which I would have a City Walk movie opening night, which the Marvel movie doesn't even have to be good as long as a character is on screen that people recognize, so they all cheer. <laughs> and that is experience is fun. It doesn't matter if the movie's good or not. It's just a fun experience to be in that City Walk theater, you know, with a, like one margarita in you from the Margaritaville bar <laughs> and cheering at a familiar name. It doesn't even have to be the actual actor or an actor, it just is a name and it will go we'll hoot and holler. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, if I could dovetail it back into this, I mean, yeah. this show is a it, really any ice show. It seems like is a great opportunity to yell for someone you recognize. Oh, and yeah. I think they I can't I almost can't hate on these. If I'm judging them from a from a storytelling angle, then then maybe. But, uh, you know, they do successfully like to the I was noticing in videos that I was watching, uh, here's like, all right, here's a little story beat, and this seems to be going over okay. And then at the end, uh, I think Mr. Incredible says, okay, everybody, let's party. And then all the characters come out. It's like Cinderella and Stitch and everybody from Mismatching Worlds, and they all <laughs> dance to Dancing in the Streets, and people go ape shit. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. look, it's a parade of characters that are traveling at like a higher speed than normal. <laughs> That's yeah. really what it is. Cause they're on skates. So it's a little bit faster. A lot of but familiar not songs. fast enough that you can't see them. They aren't just no. blurs. No, they're uh, visible. Funny, funny. You said traveling a little faster. Cause the first video I found, uh, uh, watching this was, uh, from 2019. And it is not the storyline that we are so, uh, obsessed with. The Incredibles are in it, 
but it involves Goofy driving an out-of-control car uh, on the ice with a hitch wagon and all the characters in the car and there's of course there's now there's giant led screens that are it's moving very fast but the wagon is going five miles an hour (laughs) and for a long time all the characters are just going goofy slow down you gotta slow down man what are you doing we need help and then the incredibles all come out one at a time and do their powers to help slow down this car and it's very i feel like even as a child i would have been like they're not going fit the the tv's going fit like they're fine (laughs) what is happening and if you have a side view then maybe you're not even seeing that screen you don't know what the problem is whatsoever so it's like speed it's like speed or something like what is it like goofy is a car he's just driving poorly or is a car out of control i it seems like a like like half six of one half a dozen of the other like i don't it's goofy is in the movie death proof goofy's like the stuntman mike in death proof and he's just (laughs) (laughs) he's trying to crash his car he's 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 like lost control of the car and mr incredible's trying to stop it and then elastigirl comes out and and they there was a gag i found a clip of a gag where she's like stretching but not in this. In this, she's just like doing normal stretching while skating, which is very impressive to Wait, skate. Wait, when you when you say normal stretching, she's just like normal. You, she's got back, like, back, a, like she's her touching toes. her toes, <laughs> like she's kind of holding her one leg up while okay. the other leg is skating. So like that probably takes a significant amount of balance. And then Violet comes out in the inflatable ball that like Wayne Coyne uses at Flaming Lip shows, <laughs> and she doesn't really help. She just kind of moves around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how they do the the little sphere. Yeah. That's pretty yep. good. Yeah, that's wow. pretty good. <laughs> and Flaming Lips did that those concerts and during the pandemic with the ball. Everybody was in balls in the audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so maybe that's safe. how we, some of this would be safe to do today. The drive-in should have had the balls. Oh yeah, it should be a roll-up. Yeah. It shouldn't be a drive-in. It should be a roll-up with your big inflatable ball. And then yeah, because imagine watching you know, you, you know each each cameo that occurs in the movie, then like watching a field of bubbles all jiggle around. Yeah, like they're you're looking at a big bubble bath. <laughs> And if you want, yeah, and like up front, like the mosh pit, that you can like bump around with people. <laughs> oh my God, Thomas Hayden Church bumping into each other. <laughs> oh yeah, my nose bled from <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church bumping. Oh, spoiler um, alert! I guess. <laughs> I guess I technically didn't know that one, but I don't. You know, I'm not the guy to. Well, to care. again, spoiler alert! It's really mostly his voice, and then I think it's a re- like reused shot of his actual human form from spider-man 3 from 20 years ago maybe oh i don't even (laughs) know that he's actually i think he did his lines over zoom because he's mostly in his sandman like (laughs) giant sand creature the whole time so you don't get a lot of mr hayden church whatever we don't want to put you out mr hayden church you don't get a lot of hayden church which is really why i think i said it because i there's bigger things that are more exciting in there sure sure yeah yeah um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. 
They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Let me, uh, let, let me say a little bit about how I ran into this thing, which is seemingly, let's say the proper name of it, which I think at least at one point, I think the name of this particular story changed a lot, but I found it initially as being Disney presents Pixar's The Incredibles in a Magic Kingdom adventure. Um, I think other iterations, it was a Disneyland adventure. I think yeah. maybe then this this also was done right before the the deal, the merger. So they had to like pull out Pixar in that weird way. Um, kind of a, it comes from an interesting time in general. I would say I ran into I was became aware of this in this weird little clip from watching the 2005 Disney Christmas Parade, the very Merry Christmas Parade, uh, which I haven't gone into the 2000s ones very much because I assume that they were kind of sanitized and boring. But this one, there was kind of a lot going on. It's the first parade ever to be introduced by Iger, not by Eisner. It was after that changeover. So he's getting his intro skills together. Obviously, he was great. I mean, if looking because he's we're kind of done with Iger now. Um, and if we're looking at his body of work in terms of uh, welcoming people to holiday specials, he was no Eisner, but I don't think he, you know, he didn't drop the ball either. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I mean, there's definitely, we can definitely get into he's It's hard to like celebrate anyone but eisner as far as the intros are concerned now but look we have a podcast and we need content so there's plenty of Iger stuff that we should take a look at and say oh maybe we were just not of the right age at the time yeah Yeah. that's true viewing Iger's work not as a ceo but as an on-camera presence i think is is probably something that that uh with this podcast right we can take a critical eye and say maybe we were maybe you know he we can find things i think Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we may have overlooked. I think he never evolved. He didn't like grow into the performer's shoes in the way that Eisner did, but I think he started okay and ended up good. I think he got more handsome as the years went on. I'll say this. I definitely think his style improved. And I think whatever he was doing, just, I don't know, facially, I don't know if he's got some sort of skincare regime or anything like regimen, excuse me. Uh, that, <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he looks good. He, he like retired hotter. Yeah. I think Which so. Is really, what we all like a president. Do. The yeah, presidency the ages everyone, but <laughs> the reverse of the American presidency. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, that's all any of us can hope to do. Yeah. Retire yeah, hotter. Man. So and, you start. Oh, so okay, yes, Jason. Oh, I was just going to say. Yeah, I agree. An interesting time for mm-hmm. kind of everything in the company with the Pixar fluctuation. The parks are in a weird state. Um, that weird last minute Hail Mary Muppets purchase, right, is around here. Too. Oh, I guess mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the special takes you on tours of DCA 1.0, which is improving. You know, we got Tower of Terror now. Um, Tiger Woods takes a bunch of kids on Soren. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> All right, guys, he's ready to soar. Yay. Um, <laughs> Uh, you get uh, George W. Bush in a long section for the troops. That's an interesting mm-hmm. time capsule. Fiftieth um, um, anniversary of Disneyland, which I'm assuming plays a factor into some of the choices in this. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's basically what's going on, and that's so half of this. You know, it's still Regis, but we got Kelly Ripa as the co-host now, and 
Uh, half of the special is hosted by Ryan Seacrest from Disneyland, who's talking about the 50th anniversary a lot. And he does this brief plug of this ice show. There's going to be a 65 city ice tour and uh, the Incredibles are going to take you on it. They're going to go on a trip to, to Disneyland and it's going to tribute the 50th anniversary. And just all this imagery is going by really quick. And it was so brief, but it just really struck me this, this uh, uh, powerful image of Mr. Incredible freeing the pirates. The pirates, I think, are iconic. The pirates with the key, with the dog and the key next to them. You know, we've all passed them many a time, mm-hmm. but you don't get to know their fate. You don't know how they got out. So seeing a different iconic character uh, set them free, it just really pulled me in. And there was a real, like, um, violence to the, the footage. I really felt the force of Mr. Incredible. Um, I, just, I just wanted to know more. I don't know if it struck you guys as powerful as it did me, but it was, it was an arresting image, I felt. Mm-hmm. Well, it turned some conventional thing on its head, on its, uh, on its ear. It turned, it tur- your expectations were circum- uh, circumvented. Uh, you know, it was some, one of those things where you were like, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Spider-Man movie, you didn't know it was possible for Mr. Incredible to be in this world. And it was funny to see him in this world now freeing a bunch of maniac pirates like because like this is now i'm actually getting into another topic here and we have not done we've only done a, one episode really on pirates of the caribbean it's stuff. barely yeah this is gonna, it's gonna be this race is gonna be the last uh, entire year of the podcast right so that's how we'll that'll be yes full, full calendar year all on pirates um but it's unclear like why are these pirates in prison and the other pirates are Roman. Were the did, were these pirates too crazy for the other pirates? How how did this all go down? Is my question. So it is on. It is unclear to me. It, I actually seeing this this picture was asking more questions. It left me with more questions than I had before. Because I'm like, why does he think this is a good idea? Really, Aaron uh, proposed the opposite of what you're saying. That there that it is a a topsy-turvy world if the pirates have taken control of the town uh perhaps it, it, when where the regular city might imprison people who are bad maybe the pirates have put some of their own in jail who were not bad enough they were goody mm. two-shoes and so we don't want these people we're going to punish them for not doing enough pillaging and setting things on fire right so they that's interesting so they yeah they wouldn't like participate in any of the games they wouldn't chase the women around they wouldn't set fires they wouldn't um drink excess amounts of like moonshine or whatever they're drinking made no bids in the auction didn't participate right so it's just best to have these people uh, put away and not interrupting our fun gotcha so yeah no i i it suggests a world it suggests a world where everybody can meet which is fun i think really that's what it comes down to the idea yeah. that 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 any pick pick any Pixar character and then put them on one of the rides and with the characters on the rides and it is fun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we can just uh, Ratatouille. Remy is uh, he's like flo- he's on the ball and the Madame Leota ball in the Haunted Mansion or something. Like you didn't yeah, know sure. that was possible, but it is. Um, one of the small world dolls eating Nemo. Yes, like just mm-hmm. the fins yeah, hanging around. Arresting of, image as well, right? Oh yeah, just a little flipper, mm-hmm. right? 
um the kevin spacey bugs life character um is uh just walking down main street saying hello to people (laughs) (laughs) he's sitting on the bench (laughs) he's sitting on the bench (laughs) you know just rubbing his wings up against somebody (laughs) rubbing his thorax right so that yeah. is that's the fun not more the Kevin cl- Spacey thing. that's not fun but yeah maybe not yeah yeah but uh, everything uh, but else the, the fun, fun ones we should do uh, and everybody should have fun together um, here's what then I determined about the, the show and we can go into the plot and why this happened but you know broad strokes there's a, a par family trip to Disneyland where then some stuff goes wrong and they have to be the Incredibles and, and fix some stuff uh, and once I after a lot of digging for camcorder footage um, and trying to find this uh, powerful moment in context, I determined that it was maybe not the the climax of the show and maybe didn't have the dramatic heft that I thought. <laughs> and in fact, the buildup is seemingly the Incredibles are kind of around Pirates of the Caribbean and Mr. Incredible says... Hey, look, it looks like these guys probably want to come out. You want to come out? And he takes the bars <laughs> off and they come out. <laughs> Which was, yeah. So now, discovering that, I feel a little embarrassed to propose an episode about it because I thought this, surely this is the, the climax of the show and that it has some like, can you hear the people sing? Like, like there's like something like... <laughs> This is yeah. this is about like glory and justice. We must. I cannot see my brethren held captive any longer. Um, I, I assume like that's what the show built to, but apparently not. It just kind of happens, and then they dance. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like the first ride they mess around in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the, the justification is that yeah they're at Disneyland. In there's a scene before this where they literally say. Uh, I think I wrote the line down. Uh, maybe we should see how Mickey and his team are doing over in New Orleans Square. Uh, <laughs> this so, is our kind of show. This is great. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're those aren't pirate pirates. Those are literally the animatronic pirates. So you watch people on ice skates doing repetitive animatronic like motions, and then sort mm-hmm. of when the characters leave, they come to life and do. Of course, a big dance, ice dancing number. That's you know? pretty good. I love that they're yes. supposed to be the robots and that this ice show is recreating rides and simulated stuff. It's a simulation of a simulation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was delighted by that justification. And I, I, I my podcaster brain was like, well, don't, wouldn't more people have been too disney world and disneyland and then when i started thinking about the anniversary i was like okay i kind of see that that's why yeah yeah the disneyland adventure show also features the same like just tossed off beat of goofy opening the gate basically or opening the prison yeah goofy just like opens the thing it's like not a big it's not like spotlight they're finally free it's just a casual thing of like oh gosh we should Bottom. let them out. Why do these like good characters want to let out the pirates? It's kind of weird. It's a good question. I mean, I guess in the in the Disney the Disney verse in this version, everyone's just like a goofy character, like a nice character. Um, <laughs> you know, goofy so, is an anti-carceral activist. <laughs> <laughs> the prison system needs to be reformed. <laughs> When there's a lower class, I am in it. And when there's a criminal class, I am of it. (laughs) 
I don't. Yeah, they could have had. I mean, that was the subtext, I think, as far as Goofy opening those prison doors. But I don't know that they actually said so out loud. The product of their upbringing. Yuck. Yeah, it's uh, reform, not imprisonment. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't. I think literally they're like somebody who's writing the show, if you want to call it that. Which I guess you have to write. It. I shouldn't put it down. No, oh, yeah. Uh, somebody went. Oh, it wouldn't be fun for Goofy to open the door and the pirate skate too. And somebody goes, Yeah, that seems good. I think though that the 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 pirates do become a problem, or that they do they do end up being villains and and capture Mickey and Minnie. I, I like from what I can tell, and again piecing this together from really sporadic uh, well, <laughs> videos from all over different times. But I uh, yeah, well, go ahead, Mike. I was just say it's a nightmare to try to figure out exactly the narrative because there's so many different like little snippets of stuff, and then I think I found another snippet from the same show, but then it's a total. It's like the same beat. Like what happens in that in that Regis special is Syndrome comes. Jason Lee, of course. Jason Lee's syndrome comes and he like he ca- he doesn't capture Mickey and Minnie, but he has dialogue that's exactly the same as other versions of Disney on Ice where syndrome captures Mickey and Minnie and takes yeah. them yeah. away. Yeah. He wants to take over the park or use his powers on the park. Right. And he's, he's, he's going to he's destroying Disney World to create syndrome land. Right. That but is it's said hot- at some point. So it's still an amusement park, but like an evil one. And devoted Evil to him. syndrome land, yes. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying it's like hard to tell because they again it's with the goofy thing, like they took pieces of things and it's hard to like know exactly what is what from year to year. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's like two videos I, I saw a lot of videos tagged two thousand nine. So even in two thousand nine they're keeping this going. But I saw two videos that had the same like setup. Scott, did you? I'm assuming you saw the small world sequence. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, where it's like they Jack Jack is on the like a windmill in small world, and they need to get him down, and they slow the ride down. The music goes real slow. And well, then, the footage was too shitty for me to see that Jack Jack was on it. I didn't know why they were messing with the windmill. So yes, thank no, you for clarifying. There, there, there's another angle, I think, in another city where you can see him pick up. Jack Jack is just a baby doll. That they're, they're just like, come on, Jack Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny throughout that they have to deal with the baby and take care of him like he's a baby. But also, it's just a prop that gets in the way of things. So they got to throw him around. And at some point, yeah. even in the Ryan Seacrest narration, I noticed uh, Mr. Incredible skating in a way where Jack Jack's under his arm and it kind of looks like he's choking him. <laughs> like, and then at yeah. the end of the show, he throws him up in the air really high. They it's drop all... the baby. It gets run over by a skate. <laughs> like, yeah, they do it to keep their balance. Like, yeah, keep that in mind. But so he restarts the ride with his incredible strength. And then the music goes real fast. And that is a great justification for them to do that real fast ice skating spin. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, pretty fun. The windmill I, I controls all of the music on Small World. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I you know, I I do enjoy this thing in general and I like the idea of like it's a, the the idea of the ice show is a, a family trip to Disneyland and then that justifies that 
it's not just going to be ice skaters, but also big props that are like what you get to see at Disneyland. But you get to yes. see them in your town if you can't go. So you get teacups out on the ice. You get um, a Jungle Cruise boat. Yeah. At the end, a lot of stuff's repurposed, but with uh, electrical parade type lights, like this kind of a mini electrical parade at the end. Oh. Like I would have loved going to this, being so Disneyland starved at all times. Like any, any way that I could see Disneyland stuff without even getting to go, uh, I would have loved. Yeah, this is, I mean, I know they've had, what was it, the 60th where they had like the the show that everyone thought was going to be celebrating the parks and it ended up just being the music from the movies? Oh, Remember like there was a really firework know. castle show and I forget the name of it. People are yelling at the podcast right now. But uh, there was, they have had shows where they like do all the music from the parks and stuff at, at like at the nighttime celebration stuff. But they had just for some reason was like playing songs from the movies to celebrate the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. And I was watching this and going like, this is this is like what I really wanted from that. Obviously, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, because you get like Tiki Room at the end, yeah. like like the finale, they play Tiki Room, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of Haunted Mansion stuff. Like, there's a whole big sequence that recreates Haunted Mansion and the stretching portrait. Like, they have a prop yeah. that actually, and then the kind of the ballroom sequence happens. I mean, so this is a structure of a show. I I, I glommed onto it because of this funny, uh, silly pirate thing. But then I'm watching it, and like, well, this is a very good idea for a touring Disney show. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah, I wonder, like, it feels like they don't, they wouldn't do this anymore is what I'm saying. And maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like they're much more like probably synergy focused now and it'll all just be movie stuff and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, everything there? feels like it's watched like a hawk nowadays. This feels like the tail end of like, yeah, and we're just, you know, doing this show and we, you know, we don't have that many people have to okay it but now it's like they've reorganized every company you know reorganizes so many times you know the structure but yeah that's it would the, be yeah that's yeah. i think the stuff that i love out of any it's it's at the root especially of that coming out of their shells type thing where they get so much stuff wrong and did it confuse me as a kid when like those turtles aren't like the turtles i know but i also loved it and i still love it when they like <laughs> screw up big things this happened with mario a lot i feel like obviously the mario brothers movie there's this Mm -hmm. really ludicrous mario on ice thing with uh, mr belvedere (laughs) as as koopa there was an early viral video that was so great um but i like i might be in the minority on this but i love when they they like completely fuck up ip and the rules and the characters and it's all off Oh yeah, I mean, I as a kid, it's so fu- I would. That's one of the things I would love to have, a, like a video of somebody interviewing me about that, because I'm so fascinated to hear what I would have said back then. Because obviously, we all knew that when stuff didn't add up, because there were multiple versions of everything. Mario, then the movie, like I, interview, like all of us being interviewed after just seeing the Mario movie would have been <laughs> fascinating and hilarious, like hilarious. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I'm yeah. sure we were like. Like on the way home, we were probably like just befuddled. I remember being befuddled, like so confused by it, but we weren't articulating it in any way. But it would have been funny to try to get kids to explain, like, that wasn't it. Was that Mario? Like, that wasn't. Why was was that not? Why was Mario not (laughs) Mario? That was a different one than the one that. That's my one. You learn like a lesson, though, I think, as a kid, like that it's like, oh, yeah, I guess. This is different. 
I get like your brain just goes, I guess this is different. <laughs> and then you accept it and it's not that big of a deal. It's a complaint sometimes I have with the Marvel stuff is is it's so focused on making sure it's exactly like the same thread from every movie and every show and it's all the same. And like it's like they're like just like doing that, like they're they're so like uh uh like sticklers for that. Yeah. And a part of me as as a kid reading comics and there were four different Ninja Turtles, I kind of miss the days when it's like you'd be your mom found a weird like european ninja turtles comic <laughs> and it was like it, or that you're there were like the knockoff toys where like it was a dollar store and it was like you, you've seen all the like the the things on like websites and buzzfeed where it's like the mutant hero not frogs that's whatever but like fake turtle stuff and there's something fun about that and even stuff I think I liked as a kid that there were like multiple versions of things. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think we all appreciate the the like that they they didn't have the stranglehold on these things. They couldn't control them. Yeah, uh, which you know leads to fun and sanity and, and clashes and weird moments as, as happen in in this a little bit. Let, let me let me play a, a clip or two because. Um, Mike, you mentioned the uh, the Regis performance. Uh, we, we've said we've we're, we've been trying to piece together this Incredibles ice show, and it's tough to do from a bunch of camcorder footage. But they did make a stop on Regis and Kelly and perform a little mini version of it on a mini ice rink on the Regis set, which mm-hmm. is very small to begin with. I don't know how they crammed it all in, but uh, just you know, this is where you can maybe get the cleanest taste of syndrome and what sounds like jason lee right i think yeah i think it's the i think it's the same dialogue from the show itself yeah yeah I, yeah so kind of I'm cut sh- down right um so here's a little piece of that and this is only seemingly available on youtube because it's on the youtube channel for something called easy glide 350 which <laughs> might be like the kind of ice skates that they used I- or rink I was trying to. I think it. It's either ice skates or it's ice panels that you can set up ice rinks in very small spaces. Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a thing they would have to advertise. That's a pretty specialty uh, function. So, um, well, it worked out great on uh, Regis and Kelly's. What, what's misspelled in the YouTube label, and thus Regis and Kelly's Christman special. Yeah. <laughs> 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 pretty good misspell. I'd like to see Christman. Um, yeah. I'd like to oh. see Mickey and Minnie uh, squ- not square off against Christman. No, but team up probably, with Christman. Yeah, yeah, team up with Christman. Is Christman uh, on Bible Man as well? <laughs> it's not Jesus doesn't show up. It's his alter ego, Christ man. I am Christ man. <laughs> it's just regular him in a robe yeah. and with the hair and the beard, but with, <laughs> with a mask. Little, yeah, the little uh, yeah. Burt, Burt Ward mask. <laughs> well, he uh, shows Ranger up at mask. the end and he's like, What happened? Anything interesting? Sorry, I'm running late. And they're like, You missed it. Christ man was here. <laughs> oh, he was. Oh. <laughs> With his you alter saw. ego as a mild-mannered <laughs> savior <Sorry>. of man. <laughs> uh, okay, here's here's a little clip of the show. Hiya, folks. <laughs> Hello. Oh, gosh, it's swell to see you. It sure is, Mickey. Oh, no. Mickey Minnie's holiday fun has been ruined by an <gasps> army of marching hey. ice guys. Like soil and green troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Will 
Mickey, help! Manhandling the mice. Good morning, people. My name is Syndrome. Syndrome burst out of a pile of prisons. A technically perfect robot copy of my former self. Oh, that's right. So they stick with Incredibles uh, mythology where Syndrome is dead because he gets sucked into the plane at the end because of his cape. So this actually isn't Syndrome. It is a robot that (laughs) perfectly recreates Syndrome that Syndrome like thought to make before he died. Yeah. So I like that they're consistent. Also, um, this whole thing is doing the great stunt show type thing of the lip sync performance. Mm -hmm. And Syndrome is really strange. Like some characters are just face characters, but he has a big fake Jay Leno type chin, like strapped to his regular face. So you see his real mouth doing the lip sync, but also like a big cartoon jaw is bouncing up and down. (laughs) It's uh, yeah, it's scary. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, I think the mix and that some of the pirates are like rubber guys, I think is very funny. Um, but not everyone on uh, on the ice is. Anyway, here. Sorry, mice, but there's only room for one beloved character in the world, and that's going to be me. You see, these cast members are about to be cast offs. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that's funny that they are so deep in parks lore that they use the term cast members yeah. and that they put that on this TV iteration where, where we have, I don't think the theme park element of it has come up at all. That's not cast members. Also not something that's not a casual term. Is it? I don't think so. I think it's weird to hear like a, a cartoon villain say, and I don't yeah. think a child besides us knew the term cast member yeah. in a regular right. fashion. Yeah. Also, the way he said sorry, mice sounded full of hate. <laughs> he is racist so against mice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's an angry guy. He's a robot. He's an angry robot guy. Well, he gets his comeuppance because the Incredibles come out, but I'm going to skip that actually because what I'm more interested in is Frozone's appearance, um, and I think you'll hear why. What? Oh, man. Looks like this is definitely a time to cheer. Blast him with an ice ray or something. Um, I mean, that's mainly, so that's another thing about this show is that there's sporadic, but not constant use of pop songs. Yeah. Like the pretty quick little blasts of it kind of to a confusing degree, I would say. Yeah. That seems to be a reoccurring thing in all the, the Disney ones. Yeah. Which, and so that's, that's some of what I wanted to bring up. about this show and i have some other clips to show you guys um cold as ice great uh there's some other sequence where some explosive kind of stuff happens and they use burning down the house great um but because it's 2005 things get a little 2005 and i was just really delighted by the use of this one song that you will hear now um so listen to the this is for a uh, uh, violet um and it, it it highlights a particular power of hers <laughs>
Um, I mean, that's that's it pretty much. The uh, I did you guys even remember what this song was? I guess I texted you about it, but I had to place it at first. At first, I was like, "Is this a latter day it's... Backstreet Boys song? What is this song?" Um, uh, and then I, I, remembered it was it was Clay Aiken. This was right. Clay Aiken's biggest right. hit. I would not no, I did not know that. I it's familiar now, but yeah, I that was the big that was Clay's biggest hit, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. Maybe the only like like big Clay song, right? Um, which has to be kind of oddly uh, changed and recontextualized for this moment to just creating the bizarre lyrics. Um, about a teenage girl. If she was invisible, then she could just watch you in the room. <laughs> just kind yeah. of an odd yeah. scenario. I mean, teenagers are weird. I would believe they would do something like that. The song uh, is accurate. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it is an odd. Was Clay on I, Disney Records? Hollywood um, Records? Do you think? I don't. I don't think so. Unless yeah. like, didn't everybody have to sign to like the same thing? Maybe yeah. not though. Um, I don't know. I have some questions in general. I mean, I don't think all of the music comes from Disney in this, and I'm sure it doesn't because what what I'm driving to is a particular discovery that I found, a very odd rabbit hole that I, I went down. Um, because past, now we're starting to get weird with the songs. Maybe you remember this Clay Aiken song. I was kind of delighted to hear it. Uh, but then the other songs are, are strange. The song Dash Gets is a, a Billy Joel song running on ice um kind of an odd choice um i think mr incredible gets a little moment with i'm too sexy because he's Mm -hmm. a big hunk that's Mm -hmm. great crowd pleaser but then the song for elastigirl for mrs incredible is a little strange and let me pull that up um just see if you guys can place it think back to 2005 and if you have any memory of the song let me time it up to there's a fun little gag where she uh goes behind a door and then they pull her arms out and they stretch really far so yes. that's fun Edna this is, Mode's this out is a there. gag yeah this is what i was referencing earlier i gotta say though they missed an opportunity with violet where she could have skated behind the set piece and not come out the other side and then just had the spotlight go around the ice as if she was invisible i feel oh, like oh yeah that oh, would have been great. a great kids would have loved that yeah 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 and then like perfectly time it hopefully where the invisible one comes in and then the then the yeah. visible one appears yeah really um well they didn't do that but they did this and this this is the highlight of the show for me so let's just uh, see if you remember this little ditty Any memories of of that song? Of you're too flexible to be human. <laughs> I the, that and the Aiken song. I'm like, I've heard this tune before, but I don't. I can't place it. That's know? not late period Michael Jackson, is it? 
kind of has that feel sort <laughs> of lazy vibe, right it's a little electro not very yeah. good not very catchy um what is that well, I think the answer is this is not a popular song at all. I'm pretty sure. Because upon Googling some of the lyrics, I discovered the original version, and it is from an artist named Jay Bigga. Uh, here's Jay Bigga. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> from, from his al- his 2004 album, Laced Me Up. <laughs> um, Did you make this parody cover? Like, this looks... <laughs> fake i'd like to think my photoshop skills are superior to what we're looking at that's Um, true yeah this guy i mean any thoughts about this guy i was trying to think of a way to describe him to the listener i I think he looks like if robert pattinson had a wiener little brother (laughs) just this he looks like like a toy he looks like a (laughs) he looks like a little doll that's on one of my shelves Little, like a little he's dolly. kind of like a human Woody a little bit. Yeah. His he's proportions like, are strange. Weird sideburns and pompadour. Yeah. Um, I, I also thought, I thought that he looks a little like, if like the cartoon Doug was a person, I think he might look like this guy. <laughs> I think he's too, I think Doug wouldn't have been this handsome. No offense to Doug. <laughs> yeah, this oh, guy's so got too a- much of an edge. <laughs> So Jay Big is a looker to you. I mean, important fact is that he is white. This is a white guy and and like a white rapper. And now having heard the the Disneyfied Incredibles version, here now is Jay Bigga's original You're Too Flexible to Be Human, which, by the way, on Spotify and YouTube is spelled Y-O-U-R. It is, I think in the official release, they did not make it (laughs) your with an apostrophe. Uh, Mm. So here is the original You're Too Flexible to Be Human. You're too flexible to be human. It's difficult to believe that you can touch it like that. It's just not natural what you can do with your tongue. Incredible. Your abilities are interstellar. This chick is out of control. Um, so, yeah, because huh? when I heard uh, when I heard him say chick in the original lyric or when the Disney singers say chick, I'm like, all right, well, something's up with this song. And already it being a song about flexibility like this. Can't, this is not a song made for this. This has to be like a sex oriented song, which yeah. immediately was the discovery with Jay Bigga's version. I, I can't say I like it. Um, <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of like that um beat that video game kind of beat that comes in but i really really do not care for those vocals <laughs> it's a poor man's bex hell yes it's yes. a terrible hell yes yeah uh, yeah it's really like titty cheap i i don't know it what's going like on here yes yeah, it's really bad <laughs> yeah it sounds really bad like mixed poorly like all of it or all across the board yeah what are yeah. we thinking like I don't know. I don't, yeah, how did the world align itself in this way where this where the the white rapper Jay Bigga's not popular song because there is not a music video for it. Uh none of this is popular on Spotify. This is not yeah. some like a thing of the era that I missed unless I am way off. I the three of us have never heard of Jay Bigga. So how did this sexy song about flexibility 
done in whatever proto pro tools how did this end up in a disney ice show performed in this grand studio singers kind of way they must have just googled the term not even google like combed through a searchable licensing music library found the word flexible because these are also all covers like right these disney ones yeah everything's a little not the same word yeah, it's not the yeah. same version so it's, it's, they're getting people to re-record it and truly someone or maybe someone in the office knew it and was just like did you say you need it something that said flexible <laughs> but i got a cd point, for you <laughs> how do you not just write your own song because they now yeah, they have to like now they're re-recording jay bigga and censoring lyrics like in their version the singers just don't sing anything thus omitting the lyric it's not natural what you can do with your tongue like <laughs> why have why have they put mrs incredible in the light of this like this chwerpy <laughs> white rapper dude that's i mean look uh, there's a lot of like online lust for mrs incredible these days yes yeah so i guess but it feels recent i don't remember that happening i agree it feels recent uh but i don't know maybe this is like because it's really i mean it's if you're working at disney you go you know what we shouldn't do probably is put the really fucking horny song (laughs) In the Incredibles part of, or the Incredibles Ice Show, like thing we that shouldn't is mainly do that for, for three-year-old. This is for not even kids, but for the yeah. littlest kids. And I get it; like no one's probably gonna understand. No one's gonna look that song up, especially. No, no, no. I guess it didn't occur to anyone to like. I really like this melody in these lyrics. I'm gonna figure out what this is. But that but, being, yeah, like if there was a big J Big fan that was also like really worried about protecting the children. Which I guess mm-hmm. could exist. You know, you in your private time as an adult, you enjoy the work of Jay Bigga and you enjoy the different sexually explicit songs that he makes. But you're very worried about your kids getting exposed to that type of content until they're of age. So I could see that they're poss- that's possible that somebody like that was in the audience. Yeah. It might have exposed people. A kid might have like... Uh, or or might have been having some weird little feelings like like had the sense of like was thinking about bodies and flexibility and maybe I should look that up and yeah. then, and now they're on now they're in the very explicit album laced me up which you know <laughs> which only gets more odd. explicit yeah laced me <laughs> what other songs are on this <laughs> uh i would love to tell you about the other songs Please, yes um let's see there's use your tongue there's nasty one mm. um there's three five seven which um wait let me look up the lyrics i, I don't have them in front of me but i remember noting uh three five seven by jay big because there's like a uh, oh yeah the parenthetical on that title is blanco machete um <laughs> wait let me f- oh yeah the, the lyrics are you got me rock solid fondling my three five seven which refers to like a gun that's like a gun shaft um so i'm so i'm gonna hit your tonsils with my blanco machete baby whoa, grip whoa, on the whoa, handle hold on, of Scott, my- hold on a second here <laughs> Hold on one Blanco moment. Blanco Machete. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you think that there's, we've discovered all the ways to refer to penises, and then you end up at Blanco Machete. What is that? That might be what? one of the worst things we've ever said on the show. I think, yeah, I think that's more, that's upsetting, yeah. I'm looking this up. Is this a, th- is this a common phrase? can't be and also being this is also i think nobody today is going to be proud of the like blanco part (laughs) 
you know, nobody's going to like underline that as yeah. a feature of the machete. <laughs> um, oh, wait, wow. I was gonna, let me keep going, though. I mean, hit your tonsils is kind of crazy, but then it gets to uh, baby grip on the handle of my three, five, seven. I'm going to split you up the middle with my Blanco machete. OK, wait, so there the gun is separate. The three, five, seven is a gun, but it's not also a penis. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, there's a gun and a, a what do you call it? Is a machete a knife or it's not a sword? It's a knife. It's a knife. <laughs> It's a yeah, knife. It's large knife. Yeah. Hatchet? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So there's a, I like hatchet. There's a, there's a, a gun and a hatchet in play. And contextually, mm. I think that they're both penises. But mm. um, if, if hypothetically some woman is gripping the handle of J Biggest 357, then how also can she be split up the middle with his Blanca machete? So this is either very poor writing or we're missing something big here. Well, with there being a grammatical error in one of the song titles and then and the name of the album being laced me up, which I don't that's like is that like part of a bigger sentence? Like she laced me and what is laced me up referring to Uh, exactly? What do you think his two thousand eleven single is about? It's called fucking Wow. He threw it all out the window. It's the, it's the cover, it's just a bed. That's a great cover. He has a bed and kind of yeah, like Godfather a, font over black. Well, and then, but, all, but it's like a asterisk. bed. It's a bed at a Hyatt. Like it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a sexy it's not a bed. Notable bed. His 2080p broke inside at a much more interesting cover, kind of of its time, very, you know, photoshopped. That's a little cool. Yeah, that's yeah. better than the, than the Laced Me Up cover. Um,. Lyrics in general are very bizarre of, of Blanco Machete. She's baking me loot cakes, mommy. Um, that's something <laughs> Jason said. That's, that's Come a Jason, on. That's, that's a Jason thing. comment. Yeah, that's all. You've heard of that before? You bake I, me loot cakes, mommy. I ghostwrite. I ghostwrite sometimes. <laughs> There's kind of a Brill building in Los Angeles, and it's not really, you know, you don't talk about it a lot. But, you know. <laughs> this is how you made money in college, was ghostwriting yeah. lyrics for Jay Vega. Yeah, 2009, of course, like everything else, bottom fell out, you know? Mm. First thing to go. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Jay. You're going to have to Sorry, write these Jay. yourself. Come up yeah. with your own colorful metaphors. He scrounged some funds together, got fucking out in 2011, <laughs> but I think people have moved on. <laughs> Even just further in the lyrics of the one that Disney used, um, I'm, I'm going to load that bo- sexy body and pull the trigger. Um, uh uh, how you could reach back and handle it while the other hand was slapping it. It's a it's a very explicit song, and then just a couple of tracks away from. Oh wait, what are, what are you here? Are you you playing I one of them? Accidentally hit Jay Bigger. You're a little <laughs> bit of fucking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let, let me just, let me play one other. I think my favorite track on the album. No offense to you're too flexible to be human, but I am a fan of. Uh, Pink chocolate. Here's a little bit of pink chocolate. What? Oh, man. God. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, how could I make that error? That was also, you're too flexible to be human. Uh, let me let me find. Now, now let's go to the radically different uh, pink chocolate. I love your pink chocolate. 
I keep wanting to hit the space bar and end it, and then I keep not. No, he, he keeps me. I, he's keeping me lasting, I guess. <laughs> what does this mean? What does this portend for the year 2022? <laughs> this is where we're starting. Message so for the past. means that the year's going to be so chocolatey. So I chocolatey. Like, I like that this came an hour into the episodes. So we like, oh, this is an interesting <laughs> second gate. Oh, it's fun to hear my friends talk. My friends, the three boys talk. And then the last 15 minutes for these unpleasant songs from 20 years ago. <laughs> this is like little, this like slimy white worm. <laughs> <laughs> threatening to split us down the middle there's a lot of look i found a lot of material here and i have not obviously gone through this one of these seems to be a cover of Katy perry's teenage dream <laughs> oh no no i don't know i don't know if i should play it uh but in his defense in case things get weird at this point there's another song and now i, I don't know if i have the lyrics in front of me but there is a song where he asks uh, somebody for id to make sure that everything's oh, on the up oh, and up good. and the id oh, right. shows oh, that the, the girl has just turned 18 so now they're they're gonna hit it and spit it or whatever the hell well, I'm impressed you found that because the mix on all of these has been unlistenable. <laughs> and That's why I, I have not... to read lyrics. I can't let him speak for himself because you can't hear, he can't make them out. It's all like, like, because he's up here when I'm down, it's gonna find a, yeah. And then all the music is like, there's no low end, there's no high end. Yeah, it's really. Wow. I, 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 I finally read that big article that went around at the end of 2021 of like, why is music or why is dialogue in movies so hard to understand nowadays? And mm. there's all these different reasons and stuff. But I'm like, oh, everything seems crystal clear. <laughs> Thomas Hardy Bean seems crystal clear compared to these songs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it's a there's a real finesse to this type of material. I mean, Scott and I are big Prince fans. Yeah. That's a man who could write an innuendo song. Mm-hmm. Or a song and it might that. be provocative, but it wouldn't make you uncomfortable. I, yeah, I want starfish and coffee. Like, I want something a little bit back. I mean, I think, look, Jay Big, I'm sure, has his audience. He's still posting on SoundCloud. So, mm-hmm. I mean, some of you might be big fans, and I'm not trying to say you can't be. What if he's listening? What if, weirdly, like, oh, Anytime yeah, I, we loved, ever I talk- love those theme parks, yo. Anytime I love, I, I love taking a ride on the teacups. <laughs> that's it. I feel like that's not dirty enough. That what you just said. <laughs> like riding my tongue around the teacup. <laughs> I gotta lick all the liquid out of the teacup. Why don't like, you pee into these cups? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Great. Yeah, he's a pee guy for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think we can all agree Jay Bigger is a pee guy. Based on what we've heard so far it's reasonable <laughs> to assume <laughs> i yeah. love to pee <laughs> i want classier filth like aerosmith's pink okay that's a classier dirty song you know and that that also by the way plays in disney world so mm-hmm. i guess the jay bigger maybe is just following the precedent set by aerosmith at the rock and roller coaster when they would play they would blast their song pink 
they are okay in general with people exploring uh, areas that involve pinkness. <laughs> but I still don't. I mean, I don't pink chocolate. Uh, I, like, am I cra- am I crazy for not? Am I being a real good boy here and not? I don't. I don't think it is clear what. Just think about what chocolate dyed pink is, and then think about sex. And I don't. I can't think of what is like pink chocolate. I mean, I have some I guesses. But, I have some uh, guesses, too. Yeah, I don't I know. I, I can see why it didn't take off. I'd rather Jason said it than I did. But I, yeah, <laughs> I don't. But I have a thought or two. That I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> Look, he might be listening. We're I, just trying I, to figure him out. We're just like just exploring. Jay, if the, you're listening, we're just we're we're analyzing here. Yeah. Yeah. And please don't turn your 305 on us. <laughs> Begging you. Or your Blanco machete. <laughs> Use those things for good, for pink chocolate exploration, not yeah. for violence. Yeah, stop Frozo or stop syndrome. <laughs> Help Frozo Frozone stop syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Did the Disney Man. on Ice people hear the full album? Did anyone listen to the entire or how about this possibility that some Disney executive was possibly like the the parent of yeah. Jay Bigga. <laughs> and that's how he was able to finance his record Laced Me Up to begin with. It's possible. Very possible. Yeah, there was like, you know what we could do? My son. <laughs> <laughs> he could really stand some money for books. And yeah, he's are got, expensive. He is. By the way, I think I did some math based on his Wikipedia. When he's asking for a girl's ID to make sure she's eighteen, I don't think he's eighteen. Based <laughs> on like I, somewhere I saw, and unless the the birth year is not accurate on what I saw, <laughs> this seems like a double standard from Jay. He's Pull playing up on the key. Enterprise. Can you rent this car for me? <laughs> <laughs> He's playing a character. He's embodying a character. Mm-hmm. An older Slim Shady before he, him. He what he's doing is he's playing an older creep. <laughs> he's not the young creep in real life he was when he was recording this. He's an older creep who's put in a position where he might be around underage women. So it used to take so long for stuff to come out. He would know, like, well, you know, by the time he gets mixed and mastered and everything, I'll be an old creep, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I would like to take these. I, if I could get just the, the the stems, if I could get the tracks of this, I could do a couple of remixes. I think, <laughs> and maybe McGruff would just throw a verse or two down. <laughs> Watch your mouth, kid. <laughs> Pink chocolate. I don't know about that. How about regular chocolate? Delicious snack gives me energy for the day <laughs> to, to take a bite out of crime. But I'm a dog. I can't eat it. <laughs> uh so yeah I, man well I, yeah there's so many so, questions this is this is an impossible question to answer is it not is this a thing could we send an email to jim and len and see <laughs> i mean the answer is yes uh, and i do will we want the to expose is, them to this filth i kind of think we should i kind of think these are the best these are the guys, the best guys in the game. These are the minds. These are the detectives to put on the case. And I think we, I wonder, because Jim has the extensive file, I wonder if we could get to the bottom of how this song ended up in the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. I was a Jay Bigger fan, actually. Polka, <laughs> polka dot Daisy Dukes and a pink chocolate grin. That's it exactly. 
I mean, God bless it if we can get that. (laughs) Jay Bega's legal name, that's a place where we can start and just start looking up, you know. Right. Connections and records and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Mm -hmm. just asking Guy Selga, who has a lot of this... I, I bet I bet we can figure it out. I bet if we ask somebody to do the work, we can find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, I think we could be in communication with Jay Bigga by the end of the hour if we <laughs> wanted to be. Do I think we, that's though? true, but... <laughs> he, like, uh, he might just have the answer, like, why is your song in the movie? Because it's Fly. Because the song <laughs> is Fly. Like, that might be it. It was so, so fucking dope. Disney had to hit it, and Jay Bigger had to split it. <laughs> Jim and Len going through all these lyrics is maybe my dream podcast of all I time. I mean, I would love them to recite all of it, certainly. That is maybe, it would be the greatest <laughs> podcast of all time. <laughs> Bar none. Maybe. I'm about to make your pink chocolate famous. <laughs> <laughs> What a note oh, we're man. starting the year on. You didn't oh. even know what you walked you know, into. I didn't know. I was just I, like, here's a funny Twitter joke. And then we, now we ended up deep in the land of pink chocolate. <laughs> I, I was going to make a joke like my brain is mush until like the 10th. And uh, I don't think this is correct at that. Uh, usually something snaps me back into reality. No, uh, the, you the, know. it's going to last longer because of the circumstances of the world. You might be yeah. back to normal at the end of February. <laughs> I, oh yeah oh well, yeah we'll see uh uh yeah i don't know I, it's a main feed something to focus on something to research on a main uh, you know yeah that'll really that'll get you off. right back that'll I'm, get me that'll get me back to something we'll never I, bring I don't this know up if it's again. fully reality we'll certainly never bring up any of these terms in these songs again <laughs> yeah these aren't gonna haunt us like a ghost <laughs> i'm sorry it's too late now this is the year of the blanco machete <laughs> There's nowhere to go. All right, well, let's just turn this. Let's what? just turn this car around. No episodes this year. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> See you in 2023. Well, hold Keep- on a second. Hold on a second. We got to figure out what celebrity liqueur is going into this cocktail known as the <laughs> Blanco Machete. <laughs> um, wow. So there you have it. I mean, I didn't think we'd get here from this one, but I knew that the image <sighs> was uh, profound, and I knew it was going to lead us to something, to pirate treasure, <laughs> And but the pirate's name was Jay Bigga, and he is his, the treasure he's on the lookout for is pink chocolate. <laughs> And much like pirates, he wields a big sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't even know. I am out of. I am out of gas. Yeah, I'm. We can end it here. I, there's, there, I am not exactly exploding with uh, facts about like. Well, and then it made it to Kansas City. <laughs> I think we can be done with this episode about this one GIF I posted. I mean, look, it's a wild. Look, this is a wild. This is wild. <laughs> I'm just, it's crazy. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll pull ourselves together and we'll get a little more professional if we can by the time we're back on the main feed. For now, you survived Podcast the Ride, The Second Gate. Um, I, what, I, what can I say now? I feel, uh, but I, uh, my apologies, I guess, but yeah, we're you know, sorry, we had yeah. to start somewhere and this is where we started. We'll be back on the main feed, uh, in a little bit, might still be a, a second, but this is a little treat. Cause you, you know, you went, you went a couple of weeks without us and now you're wondering maybe should I go a couple more weeks still mm. without them? <laughs> <laughs> it might be, yeah, it might be nice. <laughs> nice little break. Longer break. <laughs> 
Um, should I? Should we go out? We could like roll the dice on a Jay Bigga song as the outro, like one that I haven't vetted. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could try. Do, sure. Do you have the the Katy Perry cover <laughs> loaded up? Oh, I had it. Well, I had it. Uh, I can get it back. Um, see if you can, or unless I can find one off of Laced Me Up. But again, just as we search for whatever we're going to play, keep in mind this music is fully vetted and approved by the Walt <laughs> Disney Company, all to be played in front of three-year-olds. Jay <laughs> Bigga is a proud member of the Disney family. <laughs> He's a legend, Disney legend. <laughs> yeah, they're giving it to him next year. Uh-huh. Really excited for him. Um, let's see. Yeah, I got it. I got the it. Full I got album it here. on YouTube, and it's it's got uh, sixteen views. It's our new lyrics. Say I prefer the original. Wait, hold on. Let's get to the chorus first. He's better than sex. Yeah, you heard him. Sex with her? You heard him. Don't mix badly. I mean, that's, I don't know. Do we want more? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I think we're good. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. Stay, okay. stay, stay, stay subscribed here, please, please, please. I'm sorry. Stay subscribed. And we'll, we'll, we'll do one without Jay Bigga soon. Hmm. Happy New Year. <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.